We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 235 on the blue wire network i am your host tyler joined by my main guy as always from cancun mexico fear how you doing today man I'm doing well. Well, to, I'm not in Cancun right now. I just got back from, from Cancun. Cancun. Yeah, you just came from Cancun. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice to get away a little. Um, I'm doing great, Tyler. How are you? That's good. That's good. So obviously, a lot of stuff happened while you were in vac- on vacation. You know, that you had the whole March Madness tournament. You had all of NFL free agency going on. So I'm just curious, being in a different country. How did you do keeping up with all that news? Was it a little hard or was it like something you did at night and just made, you know, kept up with all the news? Because there was a lot of stuff going around the league in the NFL and obviously in March Madness as well. Yeah. So, like, my phone was on Do Not Disturb, but like when I'd open it or something and I'd see some news because I had, so my phone plan, we have service in Mexico. It's with Verizon. So I was getting like updates on my phone. I was getting texts from people, stuff like that. Um, I wasn't keeping up with it as I normally would, but I would like briefly like just look at my phone, what's going on, and then kind of close it. I wasn't really on my phone that much, to be honest. That's good. I was away from my phone. I was enjoying my time. That's good. And and I think every person in this world needs time like that to you know to just get off the phone and just enjoy a nice beach, a nice pool, and you know drink yep. some pina coladas on the side with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, it looks like Brad Holmes was on vacation with you because he didn't really do much moves well <laughs> during the <laughs> week when NFL Bridges started. And actually, at the day of this recording, we're recording right now on Monday night. A lot of the moves have been happening since Piers came back on this Monday night. And we've heard some more news of some guys in lines are interested in. They're hosting some interviews for. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. And then we're going to also talk about a little bit of Piers 
thoughts and you know thoughts of what the Lions did in free agency so far just because he wasn't here with us last week. So we're going to get his quick thoughts on some of the signings that we did and some of the guys we brought back. So with that being said, let's get right into it. And let's start off with something that we heard Monday morning with the Lions hosting defensive lineman Arden Key from the San Francisco 49ers. And Pierre, I want to bring this up because when we were breaking down some edge rushers and some interior defensive linemen, this was a guy you brought up that the Lions should maybe take an eye out for. The Lions are bringing in Arden Key for an interview on Monday morning. So I'm just curious. We don't know if he's going to sign, not sign, because at the time of this recording, he has not been signed. But when you guys are listening to this, he might be signed by then. So before we know what he decides, Pierre, what's your thoughts on the Lions bringing in Arden Key? And do you think this would be a good addition? Yeah, so this is a guy who uh, who played in 260 pass rushing stamps. He's not really good against throwing. He's mainly a pass rusher, like a third down guy. But he had 36 pressures, 14 hurries, and six and a half sacks. Um, when you look at his career with the Raiders, he only had three sacks during that time. So obviously he went to a familiar guy. But remember Chris Kosarak from the Lions? Yep. He's the Niners DL coach. He, he developed nicely under him. Obviously it helps when you're playing next to Nick Bosa and Ed Stacked and Eric Armstead and all those other guys. But um, this is a guy who could help. And I didn't know this, but shout out to Lions fan report from Twitter. So he actually played most of his snaps from the interior, from defensive tackle. And that's something the Lions kind of need. We've talked about this. They need a guy who could cause some pressure, some havoc from the interior. Hopefully, Levi's that, but he's, he's still young and he was hurt last year. We don't really know um, if he'll be that. But this is a guy, Key, who like you could kind of let Levi develop and you could bring in Arden Key and put him, put him in on those third down situations, those obvious pass rushing situations, and he could create some havoc. And I think we also have to talk about Yes, Levi Anzaruk is going to be part of this team still, obviously. But we have to oh, fill yeah. in the void with some of those interior guys that we lost. I mean, especially with the Lions switching up their scheme a little bit. Trey Flowers now out the doors. Nick Williams still an unrestricted free agent. Probably looking like, I don't know, I wouldn't rule it out I necessarily. I wouldn't bring him back. I wouldn't bring him back, but I wouldn't completely rule it out of him having a return in Detroit. So we'll see. So as of right now, you have two open spots there. So I, I think bringing a guy like Artie Key makes a lot of sense. I think it might surprise a little people of the Lions going after a guy like Arden Key after bringing back Charles Harrison. People are assuming that the Lions are going to be in the market for the number two pick for an edge rusher. So I'm just asking the question, if the Lions bring in Arden Key, you brought back Charles Harris, you got Romeo Aquara coming back, you have Levi Anzariki from last year's draft. Do you think by any means Arden Key alters any draft plans of what the Detroit Lions could do at pick two? No. I don't either. I think that's kind of a ridiculous. Um, but like, like let's say they went out and signed a guy like Zadarius Smith, for example. He's a free agent. Depending on the terms of that contract, I think that could alter what they do in the draft. Well, that's a lot different. I mean, Arden yep. Key compared to Zadarius Smith are night and day. Zadarius Smith is a an elite edge rusher in the NFL, where Arden Key, no offense to him, good rotational player, a uh, guy you want on your team, but not a guy that's going to be the star player in the defensive line. So right. Arden Key is definitely not altering any draft plans or draft strategy. But like you mentioned, Zadarius Smith, if you're bringing a guy like that, which, again, there's no... We're not saying they'll bring him in. Yeah, yeah we're no, just like, And there's no reported rumors or reported interest from the right. Lions that there's any interest with Zadarius Smith. So, yes. But I think that would be the only way, only player on this market, at least just to say, that you could maybe look at if the line sign and like, okay, that could, that could alter some draft plans. But Arden Key, no, that's not going to be the type of player that's going to alter any draft strategy at all. 
at pick number two. And I think me and Peter would agree. And I know if Malcolm was here, he would definitely agree. Take Kayvon Thibodeau or take Aiden Hutch at pick two. Simple as that. It looks like Hutch is going number one. Um, he's only working out for the Jaguars. So it looks like he's going number one. Yep. And if that's the case, go on take Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep. Take Thibodeau. Um, yeah, man. Or like if, if you could trade back, if like you're not high on Thibodeau, maybe you trade back a few spots. You get like a Walker or a Kyle Hamilton or even a Malik Willis, you know, depending how far you trade back. Yeah, it's possible. I think it's going to be interesting to see with all the quarterback movement and some teams still needing quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting to see if any teams get desperate during draft day and, and are willing to move up and maybe the Lions are willing to move back in this draft and accumulate more draft picks. A team I'm really looking at right now because we saw a trade Monday morning with Matt Ryan and they struck on the Sean Watson sweepstakes. Maybe they go out and draft their future quarterback and maybe they think they have to trade up in this draft and maybe the Lions could be that pick at number two that they think they have to get up to. So we'll see. That's another team to keep an eye out for for the QB sweepstakes because now Matt Ryan's out the door. They're out the uh, they're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes because he's been traded to the Cleveland Browns. So um, that's going to be interesting to see what option they go with at the quarterback position. Something right with the quarterbacks that I thought was kind of funny. They showed a video of like the Panthers GM and some other guys from the Panthers asking uh, Kenny Pickett to hold the football. And they looked at his hands, how he held the football. I just thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I it's know. fair. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, um, he has small hands. He also reportedly grew one eighth. His hands grew I saw one eighth of an inch. I was like, hold up. Something's not adding up, but, uh, I mean, no, but all jokes aside, like some other upcoming pro day just to keep an eye on. I, I know we're getting a little off time. But I just want to bring it up. Malik Willis pro day. It's on Tuesday, which is tomorrow for the listeners. It might be like the day after. We'll see. Wednesday is Matt Corral. Thursday is Evan Renner. And a week from today is Sam Howell. So those guys could either increase their draft stock, decrease, or kind of just stay where they're at. Yeah. I feel like pro days are usually meant for those guys to raise their stocks. There's usually not yeah. much bad stuff there. I mean, we saw last year, we would, we saw Trey Lance's pro day. We saw Zach Wilson's pro day. Absolutely killed it. And those I guys feel like, up, yeah. And I, and, I, and I feel like the pro day for quarterbacks are a very, very good opportunity to raise your draft stock. And especially for teams that need quarterbacks, th- that, that could be the case for them. So Yeah, supposedly Kenny Pickett had a great day today. So great pro day. All right, let's get back into what the Lions did on this Monday evening. And they went out and signed cornerback, former NFC North quarterback, but spent last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. But cornerback Mike Hughes to a one-year deal worth $3.5 million. Pierre, what you got here on Mike Hughes? Is this a guy that's going to compete for a starting spot this year? So, yeah, Mike Hughes, former first-round pick. I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but he tore his ACL with the Vikings. And he also had, um, I believe it was a neck injury. Um, but this is a guy who could play inside and outside, had a career with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Um, he had a pick. He forced four fumbles. He played in all 17 games, so he was healthy. And he's still 25 years old, right? And we always have talked about on this podcast, Lions need to add some type of veteran to this to this team. And especially they did the it with secondary. Mike Hughes. Especially the secondary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we've said it multiple times. We brought up Darius Williams. We brought up some other guys, but they got paid. Good for them, right? I like this signing a lot, actually. Um, three and a half million, worth up to three and a half. So I don't think it's necessarily three and a half. Maybe it's a little less. We don't know the guarantees yet. Um, yeah. So he's also a guy who, um, who the Chiefs, they traded a sixth round pick for him. So 
I feel like this guy could come in and he's going to push for a starting job. I don't know if he'll start. He'll provide depth. He could play inside, outside. Uh, he's 5'10", but he plays bigger than his size. He's good in man coverage. Lions like to play a lot of man. It's a good signing, honestly. I actually love it, to be honest, just because he's young. Um, he's kind of still hungry for that contract. And, you know, AP and AG are going to get the best out of these guys. We've seen it. Like, we've seen them throw Bobby Price in there. Will Harris in there. And honestly, kind of with them, it, like, it doesn't matter who's out there. They play. They compete hard. I feel like with this guy, maybe it's, he's going to push AJ Parker a little maybe for that job. Or if, let's say, Jerry Jacobs and Akuda aren't ready, he could start. He could maybe push a Fatsu Melifanu. So this is a guy who could push guys for starting spots. Great depth piece. If a guy goes down, you don't have to start Will Harris. You could start him, for example. It's a really good signing. I like it a lot. I was thinking about what you just mentioned right now. He provides that depth outside. If a guy like Akuda and Jerry Jacobs who are coming off significant injuries are not ready to compete, you know, game one, you get a guy who started in this league multiple times. And, you know, he like you said, he's played well. So And, and you're not paying a lot for him at all. So this is not a, a signing where you have to guarantee him a starting spot. This is a guy where you could sit him a game and you could play your young guys or however hard you want to line it up because he's on a very affordable contract. And then I also like the point that you brought up because – you know, that slot cornerback right now, or that nickel cornerback, I should say, right now, it, it needs it needs more help and more depth. I mean, you have A.J. Parker. He was up and down in his rookie season. A guy that we're hopeful for that could be a starter down the line and be a long-term starter, I should say. But I think there, there should be room for competition right now. And you bring up a guy like Mike Hughes. He brings that versatility to play the inside and the outside cornerback spot. So... I, I think this could be good competition for AJ to see if he really deserves to be that starting nickel corner come game one. And this is a good competition. This is a good young corner with starting experience. So if AJ wins a spot, that's even more of a positive on him and a more positive for the lines because he's young and you have him for a couple of years of control. So I'm interested to see how that, that competition goes in the camp. I think that's something that we could be looking at in camp. Yeah. And you're talking about a guy, I think he's entering his fifth year this year, if I'm not mistaken. And he's only 25 years old. Like, he still has a lot of room to grow. And with the coaching staff here in place, it's a great signing, man. It really is. Yeah, no, I mean, the Lions have a lot of questions at cornerback. I mean, they have a lot of depth there, but it's still very, very young. I mean, you have Amani Awari. I think, like, that's what you know what you got in Amani Awari. He's yeah. a guaranteed starter. But, like, after that, it's like there's a lot, a lot of questions. I mean, Jerry Jacobs, when he played, had some good moments, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Akuda, I mean, the jury's still out for him. We don't really know what to expect out of him. Malafonwu, you know, had some good moments here and there. AJ Parker, again, had some good moments here and there. But, like, there's a lot, a lot of questions. Are these guys long-term starters? I think you can make an argument that they could be. But I don't think we could confidently 100% say that outside of Amani Warrior, we're confident that these guys are going to be starters for the next five years. You could be optimistic and like these guys, but I don't think anybody should be 100% confident right now. So bringing a guy like Mike Hughes is great depth for sure. Absolutely. And I, again, I also wouldn't be shocked if they go out and, and they draft a, a guy. Like, maybe not as early as we thought they would because they just signed Hughes. But, again, yeah. Hughes is only here for a year. And we don't know about Okuda's uh, health. We don't know about Jerry Jacobs' health. Like, if those two guys are out to start a year, you still need depth, right? So I wouldn't be shocked if they go out and draft a guy maybe on late day two, early day three, something like that. Especially with all the line draft picks. And like we mentioned, the possibility of trading back and accumulating more draft picks, that, that could add to more picks in the top 100 potentially. So, yep. you know, 
we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with that. But overall, I really like the signing of cornerback Mike Hughes and adds to the nice young core of cornerbacks that we have going in a nice, healthy competition. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the Lions made another move, and this was their final move on Monday, at least of right now as we're recording. Maybe Brad Holmes is still in that Pacific time, makes a move while we're recording it right after we're done. But <laughs> as far as we're recording right now, the Lions have made one more move. They have signed linebacker Chris Board on a one-year deal. Don't know the contract terms right now, but they signed him from a one-year deal uh, linebacker. So what's your thoughts on getting Chris Board? So – Honestly, I don't know much about him, but I just recently did some research on him. It seems like he was the Ravens' best special team player, and the Ravens offered him a contract, but Detroit gave him a chance to compete for a starting job. And he he can't, he chose Detroit just because of that job. I think the Ravens were strictly special teams, but in Detroit, he gets a chance to compete for a starting job. And it looks like he played – Um, I just saw this right here. Where is that? Um Looks like he played about 20% of their snaps, mostly in the red zone in covered situations. So this is a guy, he's your Jalen Reeves Maven replace, but I feel like he's maybe an upgrade over JRN too. Because the way the Ravens fans have spoke about him, what I've read about him, um, oh, I wouldn't say necessarily upgrade. I feel like he's kind of your JRM. The Ravens fans loved him. Kind of like how the Lions fans loved Chris Bohr. I mean, how Lions fans loved JRM. So... It's a good signing. It's a really good signing. And Ravens fans lost two key special teams players. They thought this guy was going to come back, but he left. And some of them are kind of like, I wouldn't say pissed, but but they wanted him back. Like they're set to see him go. Yeah, I, I think I brought this up on our our Twitter Spaces on Friday. I, I think the reason why Jalen Reeves maybe didn't come back with the Lions was because I think he viewed himself maybe higher than what the Lions did. And what I mean by that is I think he views himself as a guy who could play defense on a consistent basis where if he was signed to Detroit, 
he's going to be in that same situation that he was in last year. A guy that's a situational uh, linebacker on defense, but mainly going to be a special teams guy. And I think with with you bringing a guy like Chris Board, I think he was more online with what Brad Holmes wants to do, and he could be that guy for them. I mean, in Mike Garofolo's from NFL Network and his tweet that when the line signed Chris Board, he said he's going to compete for a starting linebacker spot, and he could be a situational guy. So I think this is more online what Brad Holmes was kind of looking for. I think he wanted Jalen Reeves maybe to be this guy, but I think Reeves maybe views himself as higher because what if he did last year towards the end of the year? And, and Houston paid him pretty good money, so it, views like, it looks like Houston maybe views him a little more than what the Lions did. So I think that's why he might have took another opportunity with Houston. And with Chris Bohr, I think he's just going to essentially take that same exact spot that Jalen Reeves maybe was, a guy that's going to be your stud on special teams, and a guy that if you need him to step up on defense, you could put him in. And like you mentioned, you brought him in the red zone, was a guy that they played a lot in the red zone in Baltimore. I think that could be a spot where he could compete. And for Chris Board, he is getting a good opportunity because the linebacker depth in Detroit right now is very limited right now. And obviously that could change come draft day. But it re-signed Alex Anzalone. Obviously still have Derek Barnes. And you have Devontae Becky, who was mainly a practice squad guy. But then after that, that's really it. So Chris Board, as of right now, has a very, very prime opportunity to get a lot of snaps on defense and be that anchor on special teams. So I think this is a, a good merge for the Lions and a good merge for Chris Board. And he's just going to essentially step into that Jalen Reeves Maven spot. I mean, it kind of sucks that Jalen Reeves Maven's not here, but the way that Ravens fans have talked about this guy, like you said, I think he could be our version of Jalen Newsmaven. I think we're going to like this guy a lot. Yeah, and he's also, again, we talk about, like, finding guys who are young. He's 26 years old. He had a career-high 41 tackles last year, so he's going to compete. But I still expect him to draft a linebacker. I don't know if you saw this, but while I was on vacation, I actually saw this update. It was, like, Kelvin Shepard was running the Georgia linebacker drills. He was. And, like, the Lions had a large contingency at the Georgia Pro Day, so I wouldn't be shocked. If they take one of these Georgia linebackers, Kobe Dean, oh, Kobe, Kobe Dean. Dean, maybe he's a little undersized. We'll see. Linebacker, linebacker one for me. Linebacker one. He's linebacker two for me behind Lloyd. But uh, I love the Kobe Dean. Yeah, he's a beast, but uh, a little undersized. It's a little concerning, especially he said they want they want like more like downhill linebackers. Maybe a Channing Tindall to me fits kind of more that profile what they're looking for. What they said at least. He's never started the game, but he's uh, he's a, he's good. Um, but yeah, I mean. Even if it's not one of the Georgia guys, there's still some good guys like Chad Muma, Christian Harris out of Bama, um, Damon Clark out of LSU. Obviously, has a Calvin Shepard connection. So this linebacker class is pretty deep in the second, third, fourth roundish, where I think the Lions will take one. Okay, so that's all the moves that the Lions have made on Monday, and that's basically the free agency recap from Monday. So I want to go back in time a little bit, and I want to talk about what the Lions did last week in free agency. And if you guys are wondering why we're doing this, Peter wasn't here with us, so I want to get his thoughts and opinions on, on some of the moves that the Lions made. So I'm going to start off with a big one. Wide receiver DJ Chark got a one-year, $12.5 million contract, $10 million guarantee. Peter, what's your thoughts on Chark? I believe that was when we did the free agency. That was your guy, right? When that we was my guy. So, so, yeah. That was my guy. DJ Chark, again, a guy who's been hurt a little, but at size 6'3", I believe like 4'3", four, 4'4", four speed or something like that. Um, this is a guy that they needed. We talked about they need a deep threat. They need to add more size, and they did that. Obviously, it wasn't like we saw what Christian Kirk went for, which was ridiculous. 
Um, Allen Robinson took less to go with a contender. I don't blame him. He's been playing with shitty quarterbacks. Like, I'll take less and go play with Stafford and try to get a ring. So good for him. Um, Juju didn't really think Juju was a fit here, right? And there was some rumors about Lions being interested in MVS, but he's looking for 10 mil. So with Christian Kirk going for 18 or whatever it was worth up to 21, something ridiculous. And then they get Chark on a one-year 10 million deal with incentives up to 12 mil. I think that's a steal just compared to what the market was, right? Russell Gage went for 10 million a year. Um, I believe Braxton Berrios went kind of high too. I might be mixing up another receiver. But anyways. No, Berrios um, got money. Yeah, Berrios got money. So, yeah, just the way they got him, one-year deal, prove a deal. He had he said he had offers from other teams, but he also mentioned the culture. And I don't know if you guys saw it today, but, like, some stuff came out on Urban Meyer. Yeah. Where he didn't know who the hell Aaron Donald was. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but, yeah, we don't got to get into all that. But even Chark said, like, <laughs> yeah, just, he did. Uh, um, He's toxic. He, he, it was a toxic. He made look, Matt Patricia look like an angel, kind of. He did, yes. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Um yeah, so Chark chose Detroit. He said he followed Detroit, and then Agnew and Marvin Jones obviously played in Detroit. Those were his teammates in Jacksonville. He asked them about the city, and he said he'd, they'd love it. So he'd love it. Um, so, yeah, good signing, good culture fit. Yeah, Again, we talk about age. I believe he's 26, 25, 26 years old. I think he's old. 25, yeah. I think he might be 26 uh, coming into the season. So all these signs we just mentioned, Chris Board, 26, Mike Hughes, 25, um, Chark, 25, 26. I'm not exactly sure. Already They're all young players. Too. I mean, he's not on the team right now, but the guy yeah. they interviewed. Yeah. Yep. They're all younger guys, right? So you, you can see what they're doing. They don't, they're not targeting the 31-year-olds, the 30-year-olds, whatever. They're going for young guys with upside who they could build around for like three, four, or five more years. And that's smart because they're not in that position to be getting like those 30 plus year old players right now because realistically, the Lions are not going to win a division next year. They shouldn't probably win a division unless something crazy happens, right? <laughs> right. So I think they're playing their cards and they want to see who's going to be part of this long term thing. And I think once the Lions are ready to compete, and I think that window starts as soon as 2023, I think that's when you go out, you see who you have on your roster. You look at guys that you are going to count on to start on, and then whatever it's missing, that's when you go out and get those veteran players to kind of fill in those voids for you, and then you go out in the draft and draft players to fill in those voids. But as of right now, the Lions need so much help right now, essentially every position on the field right now. So they're taking shots at some young guys that could be long-term pieces, and they're not committing long-term money to them. So I, I think it's just a very smart approach. and not It might not be the fan-favorite approach, but – in reality, you shouldn't be giving multi-year deals to Christian Kirk, who's going to be making north of $20 million a year. Like, that's just not a smart <laughs> move. So I respect what Brad Holmes is doing, taking the driver's seat, or taking the passenger seat, I should say, and sitting back, looking at the market, not going to overpay for guys because he's he knows he realistically we're not there yet. So he's going to take that drive. He's going to be in that passenger seat. He's going to sit back and – He's going to wait, man. He d- there's no need to rush this process. They had a really good year one of the rebuild. They had a lot to do. They had a lot to work to do with what the previous regime left them. I mean, they left them with no quarterback because they had to trade Matthew Stafford. And they essentially left them with not much of a good roster. So there was a lot of work to be done. This was never going to be a one-year rebuild. So I respect Brad Holmes sitting back, trusting the process, and going from there. Don't overpay for guys. Don't rush the process. Do it the best way possible to build a good, good team. Not You want to build a great team. You don't want just a good team. And that's what Brad Holmes is doing right now. 
Yeah, and like these guys that they're signing, if they work out, right? Like last year, Charles Harris worked out, and he's like, he had offers from other teams, at, at least that's what he said. And he said he chose Detroit because he likes the culture, or whatever. So if Chark works out, like you could sign into like three, two, three, whatever deal. Like you could you could sign into a longer deal. Yeah. If he doesn't work out, it's a one year deal. You whatever. Like move. It's not. It's not like you're stuck with him for two or three more years. Like if Christian Kirk doesn't work out in Jacksonville, they're stuck with him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I like. Again, same with Mike Hughes. If Mike Hughes gets injured, hopefully not. But if he does, it's a one-year deal. Whatever, you move on. Same with Chris Board. It's it's a one-year deal. If it doesn't work out, you move on. But if and these guys work out, right, you could sign two extensions. And you assume if they get Arden Key, you would assume it's probably along the long lines of a one-year deal, maybe two-year deal probably. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there's other teams interested in Arden Key as well. So we don't know if he left Detroit yet or if they're working out a deal with him. We don't know nothing. All we know is today the Lions host him for a visit, and we'll see what happens tonight or tomorrow if something gets announced. Yeah, so originally when I was talking about DJ Chark, I was talking about how I would like a multi-year deal for DJ Chark because I think we can get him a little under what his value truly is because I think he has that wide receiver one capabilities in this league. And he was not going to get that money this year in the market just because he's coming off an injury and he has improved on a consistent level that he is that guy just yet. But what the Lions are doing and what he's doing, I understand it from both perspectives. I mean, DJ Chark is using the Lions as kind of leverage a little bit where he knows he could be a starter this year. He's going to get a really good look opportunity. And he sees this wide receiver market and what these guys are getting paid. He sees what Christian Kirk's getting paid. He sees what Kenny Gallagher got paid the offseason before. And you mentioned just the wide receiver market just kind of really going crazy right now. So I understand why DJ Chark took the one-year deal, got his guaranteed money this year. He's expecting to ball out this year. That That's what he's thinking in his head. And then he's going to get that big payday in 2023. So I understand why he took a one-year deal. I, I don't think Brad Holmes would be opposed to giving DJ Chark a, a multi-year deal of what the price that he got him on. Right. And like even Chark said, I believe he said he had multi-year deals, but yeah. he didn't take them because they probably he, were undervalued because he was probably getting like close to what he got. Maybe he got a little more money yearly based, but he thinks he could probably cash in in that, that 19, $20 million range next year. I think if he balls out this year, he could probably get there. I wouldn't say that yet. Um, I mean, with we'll, the wide receiver market, man, it's crazy right now. I would not. It is. Out. It is. But I feel like GMs might kind of see that that Christian Kirk thing. Like they'll be like, yeah, that's just kind of an outlier kind of thing. Maybe. Because I mean, Al. I mean, I'm pretty sure Allen probably had um, larger offers, but he he just chose Stafford and, and LA and the Rams, whatever. Um, we could also maybe start seeing that too, where. Where really good receivers, if they're looking for a payday, they could choose to take less to go to a contender. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it all depends. You, you, you got to get that quarterback in place to have that luxury. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, because, like... You're not you're not doing that with Jared Goff. Let's be honest. I mean, nothing against Goff, but, like... No if, receivers taking less money to play with Jared Goff. If... if if you have a chance to play with Stafford or Goff or yes. like Mahomes or Goff, you're probably Watson choosing or Rogers, Brady, yeah, Brady, Allen, whatever. You're probably choosing those guys over Goff, unless like that team just offers you godly amount of money. You That's what I'm saying. Pay. You're not taking a pay guys to play with Jared Goff. No. Yeah, I mean you get the you same. You have offer. to overpay. You have to overpay. You get the same offer from Green Bay. You get the same offer from Detroit. Well, I mean, well, the receivers are going to take Green Bay, obviously. Yeah, probably. So. um... 
Yeah, I mean, Chark, he he's a good signing. I like it. Low risk, high reward kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. All right. I want to talk about one more move that the Lions made last week, and then we'll just we'll get into some potential free agents that are still available on the market, and we can talk about some potential fits. So I want to talk about one more safety, Tracy Walker. He resigned on a three-year base deal. Uh, what's your thoughts on bringing back Walker? Yeah, I like it. Obviously, the, the safety market, maybe the Lions weren't willing to pay Marcus Williams that much money, or maybe Marcus Williams didn't want the Lions, whatever. Uh, I like the deal a lot because when you look at other safeties, I feel like Walker is better than Justin Reed. He got more money. And I feel like Tracy Walker's a little better. Um, Tracy got, I believe, eight point three million a year or something like that. Was it like three twenty-five? Forgot the exact numbers, but it was something along those lines. Um, and Tracy, again, he's twenty-six years old, twenty-seven years old, right? And they didn't give him a five-year deal; they gave him a three-year deal. I believe they get out of it after two years. So again, not a long-term commitment. Kind of let's see what you could do for us, and hopefully, like he can build them. Yeah, I, I, I like Tra- to. Yeah, yeah. Tracy's one of those guys that I think they want to build off of. He's like a true leader. I think he's going to get that captain patch this year, too. I really do believe he's going to be a captain next year for this team. Um, I I just think he's a true leader, a guy that he really embraces the city and really embraces the team. And I think he really enjoyed the new regime because obviously with the Patricia regime, I, I think he was a little checked out towards the end of it. But I think with this regime, with Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell, I think he really, really bought in from the start, and this is a guy they wanted to build off of, and they really saw him kind of take that locker room under his, you know, under his helm, especially that DBs room, man. They they really lean on Tracy Walker. A lot of these young DBs lean on Tracy Walker, and I, I want to say almost Tracy Walker's coming. One of those guys, like he's one of those guys in that line secondary that we had a couple of years ago, like the Glover Quins, the Quandre Diggs, and the Darius Slays. I'm not saying maybe as far as play, but he's coming that true leader like that those guys were in. He even gave credit to those guys in his press conference. So I think he's really taken that leadership role like those guys, and he's doing it with these now, these younger guys that we have. And, you know, we have Akuda, Jacobs, Malafonwu, a lot of other guys in this DBs room. And I really think right. Tracy Walker's taking these guys under his helm right now. And I, I think these young guys really listen to him and they really respect him. Yeah, the only thing with Tracy that, that's kind of a knock on him is the, the playmaking. Like, we don't see a lot of yeah. interceptions from him. Yeah. Oh, um, the Lions are probably hoping to get that out of him. And like we've seen flashes of it in, in his career. It just hasn't been like consistent. Like the guy is long, he's athletic, he's he he could be that type of player. Let's see if Glenn and AP could get it out of him. Yeah. I mean they've only had one year with him so far, so now they get three more years with him. So maybe we could see a whole other you know, different game from Tracy Walker. Maybe he does elevate his game even more than what it is right now. So, I mean, even if it is right now, he's a, he's a good football player. He's a really good football player, but maybe he takes that next step and becomes a better football player. And I think that's very, very possible with this new, with the staff that we have in place. He's a good football player. I feel like he will take a slight jump in Forest playmate, but I don't think it'll be like over like the level, like elite he's never, safety. He's, he's never it'll be like a guy. good play. He'll be like a really, really good player that you want on your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I, and I think the Lions have the luxury of they have another open safety spot, and I think we could be looking at this future draft, uh, this draft upcoming, to maybe fill in that void, and maybe we get more of that playmaker, and that Tracy Walker could just be a great, great compliment to that guy. I think that's very, very possible. Yeah, man, I like a lot of guys like at 32, 34. I mean, just to name a few, Jaquan Brisker, Lewis Seen, Daxon Hill, um, Jalen Peach is a Petrie Petra. I don't know how to say his last name out of Baylor. I mean, that's just four guys right there that I wouldn't be mad they took. Even if you like look in the third round, there's some guys over there too. 
yeah. So I think this was a good addition. I think just a nice building block. And this was one of Brad Holmes' very limited multi-year deals that he's given out. I mean, he's given out Romeo Aquara. He's given out Jamal Williams and Tracy Walker. And Frank Ragnall. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. He resent Frank Ragnall, too. So, yeah, I mean, not really many multi-year deals. And so. Charles Harris. Sorry to interrupt. Charles Harris. Oh, yeah, he well. just brought back Charles Harris. So, yeah. So, yeah, so good deal. And they, they got him at a very good value as well. Yep. All right, here we got a little time left. So, of the remaining free agents that are still left, it's been officially a week since free agency started. So, it started Monday. The tampering period started Monday, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern time. And now we are a whole week ahead, and there's still some solid free agents out there. A lot of them have been signed to teams, but there are still some solid ones. So looking at the free agency market right now, who's one guy you would absolutely love to see on the Lions? And don't bring up Arden Key because we've already talked about him. All right. I have, like, a couple. I'm going to say a couple, Tyler. Like, I'll go with two, okay? Um, or Linebacker, Nick. Kwiatkowski, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was with the Bears. Uh, he just didn't work out with the Raiders, but he was he was solid with the Bears. And then safety, Deshaun Elliott from the Ravens. This is a guy, I forgot who reported it, but uh, supposedly Brad Holmes loved him in the pre-draft process. He's kind of been hurt, but when healthy, he's a good safety. Um, again, these guys also won't cost you a lot of money. I'm going to give you one more, too, just because I, I have him on the list here. Uh, defense tackle, Sheldon Rakins. This is a guy that played under Glenn and uh, Campbell in New Orleans, right? Um, Lions need some interior pressure. We talked about that when we were talking about Key. This is a guy who could do that. Not really good against the run, though, just a pass rusher. So, um, yeah. I'll bring up one as well. And I think my Michigan Wolverine fans will like this one. Another guy who's very good in the pass rush situation, maybe third down package, Maurice Hurst. Uh, played last year with the San Francisco 49ers. Former... Or he wasn't a first-round pick, but he should have been a first-round pick if he didn't have those heart heart conditions. He was lined up to be a first-round pick. I think he ended up all, falling all the way to the fourth-round pick to the Raiders. But so, I, Tyler, I, sorry to interrupt you, but that website that we were on had Hurst on it, but Hurst actually signed with the Niners. Oh, he resigned. A no. one-year deal. But if you want another former Wolverine, it's Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, that's a good one. We need a safety. We need a safety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this yeah. is probably more of a safety three type of role, but he's he's a special teams also contributor. Um, Damn, that hurt. I wanted more hurts. <laughs> sorry, sorry to like. Sorry, <laughs> you're I, had, I, mean, I don't keep talking about it. I was like, we can't talk about this guy. He's tied. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you cut me off, but damn, I saw this list. I'm looking at PFF's list right now. I'm like, damn, I, I didn't realize he signed. So that's like. Two long shots, they'd be really nice additions, but we talked about the Lions like adding more like 24, 25, 26-year-olds. Linebacker Bobby Wagner and safety Tyron Matthew, probably they, they won't they won't want to come here, but, I mean, they're still free agents, so you never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, the frigidity market is pretty, it's, it's pretty hit right now. It's a lot of veterans that are probably not going to be too interested in playing for your football team, just because of where you are as a football team, not a shot to Detroit, but... You're just not there yet to compete. So I think these top free agents will probably look to go elsewhere. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know really what's out there. I think the Lions made some nice additions today, like we mentioned. So maybe some little under-the-radar signings, like some younger guys like they did on Monday. Maybe the Lions could do some more signings like that throughout this week. So we will see. We will definitely see. Yep. 
Okay. That about it. That, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Oh, one more thing I do want to bring up. So I thought Chris Burke mentioned this and it was kind of interesting. Chris Burke kind of he could see that Juju Hughes being a safety three for the Lions. I know that's your boy. Um but apparently he had like a really good preseason for the Rams and like he's familiar with the scheme. He's and good. Stuff. He's so good. that's just a name to keep an eye on, you know, Juju Hughes uh from the Rams competing for that safety three spot. Shout out to Chris Burke for mentioning him because we kind of I kind of forgot about him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm telling you, people are gonna know Juju Hughes come August. <laughs> come training camp, people are gonna know about Juju Hughes. I'm just telling you, he's gonna he's gonna be a fan favorite. And if we get hard knocks, he's gonna be on hard knocks two times in the last three seasons. And that toothpick is gonna be known. That toothpick is gonna be known in Detroit. I'm gonna let that be known right now. The toothpick. Okay, he plays okay. with the toothpick in his mouth. Yes. He, wait, he literally plays with a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, every, every I thought I've told you this before. Yeah, he plays with a toothpick in his mouth. Well, yeah, you did. That's interesting. That, so, that's uh, that, that's interesting. He's yeah. gonna come if he makes his team. He'll be a fan favorite right away, right, right from the jump. Okay. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm actually gonna be rooting for him because like he's young, he's cheap, right? And if he could work out for us, why not? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of a little free agency recap. Uh, we will be back on Friday on Twitter Spaces. We'll probably see what we're going to talk about because as of right now, we don't really have much topic to talk about. But we're assuming Brad Holmes might make some moves within that time period from now to Friday. So keep an eye out for that. And if we don't have any free agency news to talk about, we'll talk about the fucking draft because there's always stuff <laughs> to talk about the draft from now yeah. to the draft. So we'll, we'll definitely have some topics to talk about. And so if you guys are interested, come join us on Twitter Spaces. We usually go live around either 9 p.m. Eastern Time or 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll tweet it out. So just keep an eye out on our Twitter account at the Pride Podcast on Twitter. We'll tweet out when we'll go live. And you guys could join. And usually towards the end of the show, we even bring on some guests. And you guys could talk and bring your opinions and what you guys got to bring to the table. So with that being said, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you're listening to. It's always much appreciated. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.